Well, hello and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to A View from the Top. I'm Adrian Cropley, and this is our first episode for 2019. And this year, we're coming to you in a new podcast format rather than video. A View from the Top is a regular feature from the Center for Strategic Communication Excellence, with interviews from some of the world's leading communication professionals as we explore their career journey. And I was so thrilled a couple of days ago to catch up with Heather Ritchie, who is the Head of Strategy, Portfolio and Services Marketing for Nokia Software. Heather's built a strong career in communication and marketing over many years. Um, She's managed and continues to manage a global team of communication professionals in some very complex environments. She's also held senior executive roles in multinational matrix organizations, coping with things like disasters, securities exchange commissions, settlements, acquisitions, and restructuring. So she's done it all, I tell you. Heather has also worked at all levels in large corporations, from regional to product divisions to business groups and corporate teams. So I am very pleased to have known Heather for many years um, and seen how much she is admired by and respected as a leader by her teams and the executives that she works with. She truly is one of the greats within our profession. I must say, it's very hard to know where I'll start with the questioning today. But let me first of all welcome you, Heather, to the call. It's great to have you here. Hey, Adrian. It's great, as always, to spend time with you. And it's, you know, it's nice me sitting in Australia, you sitting in Canada. The one topic we're not going to talk about today is the weather. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually sitting in California, so it's not so bad. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Terrific. Well, you're, you're, you're at the office in California at the moment? I am. Deep in the heart of Silicon Valley. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, I, okay, then we definitely won't talk about the weather because I, I can't rub it in, uh, given it's a beautiful <laughs> sunny day here in Australia. <laughs> but I, you know, I look at, uh, look at your, your, your resume and look at the, the things you've done over the years. And it's really, it is hard to see where to start with the questions, but I'm, I'm going to go right back to the beginning. And what really drew you into doing a role in communications and marketing, I must say, is, is really where your background is. Where did you start? What got you into this? I used to do co-op terms when I was a student. And the co-op terms, I ended up working for this woman who is a phenomenal journalist who took me under her wing. And when you look at someone who really runs a full-blown communications program, internal and external, she was just incredible. So when I met her, when I was, when I must have been about 22, and that was a career that um, was really appealing to me. And um, from there, I got some great experience in government in Canada and decided I was going to pack my bags and fly over to Asia and see if I could find a job there. And at that time, Asia was booming and they were looking for an international feel to it. So it was right time, right place. And I landed in a PR agency handling a bunch of multinational clients. Wow, that's a, that's a great, great start to experience. And I guess that from, from that you get, you get hooked into it. But it kind of launched you into doing a, a number of different roles through your career. And what, what were some of those roles that you did? And, and, and which one of those really did you find added the most value to your career journey or, or actually set you in a, a new direction? 
You know, it's interesting when you take a look at people and you watch career evolution. I think one of the mistakes that I see is when people get too comfortable and they stay in one place for a long time. And I think that that's particularly true or one job. Um, I think it's particularly true, especially when you're starting out. When you're starting out, it's about trying as many things as you possibly can and learning as much as you can. And uh, so for me, agency work was phenomenal because you get uh, just a different set of, of clients, different set of problems. If, you know, for me, it was always tech. Right? So taking a look at different technologies and watch how it's done. So it's a, it's a good flavor for that. You know, I've gone into roles where I've also done a lot of analytics. So it's understanding the content at a deeper level, understanding the business at a deeper level. And I'm surprised now how much that early work in terms of crunching numbers matters as we get into things like doing uh, earnings calls. You're helping out um, business leaders with being able to represent and talk about a business. So I think it's important for getting some of those numbers background. That was a, that was a good job for me. But I think one of the jobs that I liked the best and where I realized that there was a huge gap was getting into executive communications. When you take a look at an executive who's running, you know, big billion plus dollar business, the demands on them to communicate are absolutely huge. And I think sometimes we assume that people know what they're doing um, and don't need help. And I ended up working with, with someone who was new to a leadership role and was taking big stages for the first time. And I think that was a job that really changed things for me because you start to realize the need. And for, for me, it's that coaching and development process, working with someone and watching them evolve to the point where they really have their own strong voice and are comfortable on those stages. That was a role where you learned, I guess, the the most in it. But it's you, you kind of look in hindsight and you go, well, you know, early in your career dealing with the, the numbers and the analytics, how much do you think that influenced what you do now in terms of working in, in, in the role? So, you know, that was one thing that kind of stood out to me is, is building that skills because it's not it's not always the first skill set you think about with communication professionals. And I know so many communication professionals are like, oh, my God, the analytics or the numbers or, or the analysis part of it is really the drag to the job. But did you see that as the thing that added a lot of value in the jobs that you've been doing in the future? You know what, I think that that's the right question is where do you add value? Because for me, I always talked about it like playing the void. You know, where are spaces that nobody is playing and where there's a need? And let's be frank, a lot of people can write, right? It, you know, you can get your commas in the right place, be grammatic, be clean. Um, so that's a dime a dozen. I think that's kind of entry level when you want to come in. But if you want to be valuable sitting around the table, you have to understand the business. And you have to be able to write with some sort of depth and know your market and know your audiences well enough so that, you know, you don't have a leader who's got to spend a lot of time teaching you fundamentals yeah. of the business. And you can really write for them and really represent a business. And I, I think, you know, when I, I look at it and, and the, when I hear you talk about this is, is 
it, it helped you with that understanding the language of the executive, then working with the executive in terms of what they do need. You you also started, you know, your work in the agency uh, field. Um, how did that prepare you for what you did do now in, in organizations? Because I almost feel like you've got this amazing balance of the analytics, working with executives and having that agency background that, that, to me, that is the real sweet spot for communication professionals now, particularly when we talk about value. So how did that agency work help you in delivering that value now in the work that you do? What I like about an agency model, and I think that there is you know, elements of that that really should be taken into account in, in corporate settings. The idea is that you have to provide a service and you have to provide a product in some type of an efficient, efficient you know, way that shows some value. And so when you look at that notion of client service, understanding your client, understanding what they need, and knowing where you can provide value, I think that that was probably the big part of it. Those, those agency concepts, I think, really work very well for people when they are working at that executive level, trying to deliver business outcomes through the, the communications and marketing solutions that they put in place. What are the ways do you see or what hints would you give to, to up-and-coming professionals into what other ways they can add value within their organizations in their role? You know, so it, it's interesting. I just got a couple of new people on, on my team and, you know, we're sitting down. I'm getting in the process of getting to know them. And so what are some of the things that I look for differentiates them when they get on the phone for the first time and I'm understanding who they are and what they can bring to the team? The notion of being able to ask the right set of questions is mm. utterly huge. Because so often conversations, you know, don't hit where they need to go as fast as they should. So being able to boil it down to the essence, but I think sometimes we're insecure at the, at the beginning stages that we think we have to know everything. And mm-hmm. so being able to understand that, you know, there are times where you ask questions and someone who can do that in a skilled way is um, incredibly valuable. Another thing that I'm finding more and more interesting is the notion of measuring. So mm-hmm. um, we had a, a guy who came on the other day who'd actually looked through a bunch of the metrics you know, to start taking a look at um, where he saw things were going well and where things were having some questions, uh, that's huge. So, so a degree of analysis that they bring to the function, because quite often I see people are busy and it's kind of one and done. Chuck it out the door, hit the next thing without being thoughtful about, you know, was that an effective use of time? The other thing is energy and a growth mindset. I hire for this where someone who has shown their ability to learn and evolve and embrace new things. And so I think if you can start showing patterns of, of those behaviors, and that's a, a setup for, um, for some nice things career-wise. Yeah, and I, I really, really like that you've, you've tapped into what you employ against when, when you're hiring within organizations. And I really love the fact that if you've got the people with the right energy and they have got a growth mindset, 
Um, it, it's really about what will they bring to the table that you you don't already have within your team or that, that skill set or that mix or open to new things. I think one of the things we often, and I don't know how you feel in, in our profession, is, is people that kind of don't want to step too early into things like new technologies. So the big topic of the day, you know, obviously AI is where we're starting to move into that that world. We we learned some big lessons in communication in the the world of social media when that first was was coming about. We we seem to be the the laggard when it came to communication professionals in stepping into that space. And you know, we potentially could be the same with with AI unless we we step into it. I know certainly an organization like Nokia that, that you work for that that now you're starting to deal with some of these issues of emerging technologies, particularly in the AI and machine learning space and so on. How important is that for you when it comes to employing communication professionals? I think that is huge. People who spot trends and adapt. When you talk about AI in the communications field, it's actually something I've thought about quite a bit because I think there's the the irony there that how we come into this world that's more and more based on technology and computers and they do a lot of those analytics for it. I think it's those skills that make us human, the way that we communicate, the soft skills that are going to be the things that differentiate us. And it, there's some interesting work that's come out of McKinsey, actually, when you start taking a look at the workforce of the future. And they talk about demand for soft skills over the next few few years, you know, growing quite, you know, at a pretty good clip. And the fact that yeah. we're going to have to be using those skills, you know, I think their their figure was someplace in the in the mid twenties percent, like more, between now and I think twenty thirty. Um, I'd have to give you the the numbers for it. But, you know, basically we're going to be using those skills more and it's going to be the thing that differentiates us. us. And what they're seeing right now is a big void in the way that that people communicate, especially at the leadership level, but I would put that all the way through. And I think they're they're really skills that are going to be so important. It's interesting to see that data and the analysis now on where we need to go as a as a profession. I guess as a leader in in communication, I see you as one of the the, the great leaders, certainly within that that corporate area. I mean, you've worked with teams over many many years. Tell me a, a little bit about where you see maybe you're going to have to put more development in for for your team where you, what you would you like to see them focused on as they move into the future uh, and and even some of the topics that you're passionate about for for the future so there's a there are a few things the um one of the things that we've talked about this before that has me thinking hard is the demand on people's attention and I yeah. think really when you talk about, you know, the pace of business and the pace of information flows, those are only going to accelerate. So we've got a huge battle for people's attention. And, you know, we used to do all these newsletters, we have these webinars, and we would be sending out these emails. And people do not have the time and attention for those things that they used to have. So we need to get at those things in different ways. And I mean, the channel stuff's hard. Not everyone's on the, the um, we have a Yammer platform that we use inside Nokia. Not everyone's there. It's an easy channel. How do you reach people? I think yeah. that's the thing that's keeping me up 
there's other things in terms of if you really look at pace of business, how do you run a team, especially when you're looking on a global scale where you've got multiple parts to it? How do you run something that's efficient? You're not spending forever aligning on stuff. Information flows freely and people can understand what's important for them, what do they need to work on, and how does it fit into the big picture? Right now, that takes a lot of time, and there's got to be smarter ways of doing it. So we're experimenting actually using some of the same techniques that our software developers are using to get software out the door. We're experimenting with some of those tools to see if that'll make um, the way that we work a lot more efficient. And it's, it's great to, to tap into those those tools because it's really, you know, communication is an evolution uh, game. You yeah. know? Um, I don't think it ever stopped evolving, but we, we've had these paces of evolution and then you'd have these quick paces you know the era of social media now we're in that quick pace again where we're we're dealing with new technologies and frontiers and that's changing our role again so it's really i think it's a fascinating time to be in communication um the, you know if i think about about you and I, I just want to talk about you personally for uh, for a moment there's there's two things that i i see in your your career that I, I, you know, I'd like to say might have been defining moments for you. And one was, you know, when you did go and move to Asia and you lived in Asia for a while and you worked in Shanghai for quite a while. How has that international experience helped you in your, your career? When you work at a big global company, quite often you sit in rooms where you've got some people who um, I'm going to just speak to you from a North American mindset because that's what we know about, but it's a big world. And so I know for Nokia, it's one of the most international places. It's one of the things I like best about working here is when you sit around a table, you get multiple accents pretty much on, you know, every conversation. You have to have a global view. And for us, when we take a look at, at leaders, when we sell the global markets, we want people who've lived in a big world. And so they, they actually look for that when you take a look at, at leadership. And I know there's certain jobs that I've had where someone starts me, you've actually got a passport that has stamps in it. Right, was a major factor for, for the hire. I think if you're going to be working for big multinationals and you've got um, a drive to move up in the leadership chain, uh, it's something that I think you should consider. Yeah, I think I, I, would, I would go with that as well. It's, it's, you know, to get that experience is, is just so, so valuable. So uh, a last question from me and I and, and this is your your opportunity to add anything else you want to to add in here but where to next for you you're at, you know I, I see you and I, I never want to define you know you're at the height of your career because there's always further places <laughs> to go but kind of what next is there there are other fingers in the pie what other things are uh, are coming out for for Heather Ritchie <laughs> well right now I'm working on a book with, uh, with a friend of mine from Georgetown University. And I can tell you, I'm having so much fun. And really, oh, wow. it's, uh, it's about how do you stop some of the, the BS conversations that we have and, and get things done? And how do we make our conversations more efficient? And it struck me once when I was sitting at a meeting and I'm watching a conversation go circular and a guy comes into the room and he just changes the whole flow of the meeting. He gets things moving. He drives things to close. And I watched him. He just operated at a different level. And what he said to me was oh. it's a skill that he learned. And so yeah. it kind of got me thinking about it. And I ended up having a conversation with him, a bunch of business psychologists, 
business leaders from across the globe, academics, and what we're doing is putting those findings into books. And so that's the big project for me now, and I want to go out and share some of those learnings. Ah, oh, that is fantastic. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you, you and I have had a conversation about your, your book before, so I'm really glad you, you talked about that because I think this, it will be an amazing resource uh, for people, uh, particularly in that leadership uh, comms role. And you, you truly are, you know, somebody that is leading in our profession, particularly in the leadership comms area. Um, I would like to thank you for joining me today. And, and Heather, I'm, I'm going to get you back uh, on a future episode once that book is released and we're going to have a conversation uh, just about the book. <laughs> that would be fun, Adrian. You know, I will be happy to talk to you at any time. Uh, well, it's been absolutely fabulous. And I, I want to thank you for your time. Um, and that's it for a View from the Top for this month. Um, join us again on our next episode of View from the Top and uh, give us your feedback, as always, to what you would like to hear from uh, 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 future episodes of A View from the Top. So thank you for joining us today and look forward to hearing from you all next time.